Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I am Nikki Cross from the future. I'm recording this about 170 episodes in. We're currently in June 2023 and I just thought I'd record an introduction to my earlier episodes for the simple reason my sister was at breakfast the other day in a cafe and she overheard a lady saying to her friend, I have just found the inner work conversation. It's really, really useful. I'm going to go right the way to the beginning and work my way through the episodes. And it immediately made me want to try and contact this lady who I have no idea who she is and be like, no, don't do that. Because this this podcast, it's been going for a few years. And during that time, I have grown. I have changed. I have evolved. I have grown more confident in my abilities and in my competence, not just in my podcasting abilities, but also in what I do with my clients. I've become much more sure about who I best work with, who I best serve, and how we can best have conversations around the topics that are meaningful to the people who I work with. And so it makes me want to go, oh God, no, listen to the more recent episodes. That's where you're going to get your best value. That's where you're going to get your best insights. And it also, to be honest, makes me go, oh, in those older episodes, I sound different. I sound different because I was trying really hard. I was trying really hard to be liked and accepted. I was trying really hard to find my place in this in this space. And I think it comes through. I think that you can hear that. And I'll be honest, there's some old, old episodes that I've gone back and I've thought, oh, that, that's made me cringe or I actually disagree with myself. And so it leaves me with the question, why wouldn't I take the old episodes down? And my simple answer is this. As we all navigate life and business, we all evolve and we all grow. And there is always going to be an older version of us that we wish we'd have said things differently or we wish we'd have done things differently. Like for example, at the beginning of my business, I wish that I'd have been much more confident in who I worked with and how I can serve them and really back in my own, you know, opinions around certain things. But I can't go back. None of us can. None of us can go back to a previous version of ourselves and rewrite time. And so I'm leaving all of my older episodes in for one reason only. And that is because I want you to take these older episodes and take them for what they are, a demonstration of someone growing and evolving and learning in public. And I I say all of this and I introduce this episode with the hope that that not only inspires you, but also helps you to give yourself permission to grow and evolve and learn in public. So many of us just won't put ourselves out there for fear that it's not going to be good enough and you know it's not going to be right and when i when i listen back to my original my my initial podcast episodes it's not good enough and it's not right by my standards now but it was back then everyone has to start somewhere we all have to start somewhere we can't just rock up to something and be who we want to be or have the quality that we want to have from day one. So with what you're about to listen to, please, please know that as these podcasts, as the numbers roll on, the more me you will hear me get, but that's the more me now. Yeah. And that's not to say that there isn't value and insight in these older episodes. It's just letting you know that this is my version of growing and evolving out loud. So with all that said, let's get into the episode. Hello and 
welcome to episode six of the Inner Work Conversation, a podcast with busy business owners and leaders in mind. I'm Nikki Cross, owner of Thrive Life and Business, and in today's episode, I'm joined with special guest Lucy from Living Lean with Lucy, a personal trainer, fitness instructor, and Fabletics brand ambassador. In today's episode, we discuss how it really feels to fill up your own cup first, the big problem of not having enough time to prioritize your well-being, and how creating healthy habits really does support your success. And of course, we're diving into all things inner work with the objective of making you feel empowered and reassured that you are totally not alone. So if you're tuning in, please click subscribe and don't forget to tag me in your social media platform of choice with where you're listening from and what your key takeaways have been. Let's dive straight in. Lucy, welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I am so pleased to have you with me today. I'm absolutely over the moon to be here. Really excited. So I've been a follower of Lucy's on Instagram for a good while and actually have joined her classes. She has energy that is completely contagious. So Lucy, before I bleat on about how amazing you are, how about you give us an understanding of how Living Lean with Lucy came to be born and your journey so far? Okay, so uh, it's not always what I've done, actually. Um, I came out of school and went into college and I was really passionate about caring for others and went into childcare. So I was 10 years as a nanny for private families. Uh, Then when I went on to have my girls, I realised I didn't want to look after other people's kids anymore. I needed to focus on my own and I needed hours that fitted in with being a mom. So I got a job and I worked in sales, marketing, social media. Looking back, I guess that gave me a really good footing for where I am now. Um, in the sense that I learned all the backworks, you know, building your own website, how to engage, how to build that growth. So at the time I was in a place where I felt like I was stuck. I, you know, it was a salary, it was holiday pay, it was sick pay, mm-hmm. uh, it was a pension, yeah. security. You mm-hmm. knew where you were coming and going every day. And so I kind of just thought, well, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm going to do. But that passion for health, fitness, exercise, nutrition, that burned deep within my fibres. I used to fizz inside the thought of being able to motivate and inspire other people with real talk. I'm a mom. I've been various different sizes. I've lost weight, gained weight, but I wanted to share that it's not just about what we look on the outside. It's that inner care that's good nutrition, exercise and self-love. Yeah, that's really, really important. So with that fizz going along me in this day job that I didn't really want to be in, I said to hubby, I'd really, really, really like to go and retrain, but it's this much money. Mm. We haven't got that much money. So God love him. He did the overtime and we scraped and saved. And before we knew it, there was enough money there for me to go and re- restudy, retrain alongside working part-time in an office job that I didn't really want to be in and managing home life as well. And that's through up another challenge for me um I'm dyslexic and learning studying um is a real challenge and probably something I hid behind over the years because it's hard and not having perhaps the right mindset 
to get over the hard would often just stop me in my tracks. But I was blinking determined to get this done because it was something that I wanted, that I knew that I could be good at. So studied and passed with flying colours and being able to give myself a pat on the back felt good. You know, I did that with the support of my wonderful family. And I started taking clients straight away, as well as working in my office job at the same time. It just grew and grew and grew. And I'm here now, fully self-employed, no office job, flying by the seat of my pants still. <laughs> <laughs> aren't we all <laughs> you um you mentioned the fizz can you talk to me a little bit more about what you mean when you say that inner fizz oh okay I like to think that there's that spiritual vibe that goes through all of us a little bit and channeling into that and really being passionate about the things we want. People will talk about manifestation, visualization, create your life in your mind before it actually happens. And so I'm thinking and creating these things that I want for myself and for my family, for my clients to get the best out of themselves. So that fizz for me is about creating that vision that I want for myself. What do I want to create? Where do I want to be? How do I want to feel? How do I want to wake up in the morning? Where's my mindset? I'm fizzed now, Nikki. I feel it. It's one of those things that when you go, I can, I will, I will have this, not in a bratty, arrogant way, but I am allowed to feel the best I can because then not only then do I feel good, but my children benefit because I'm happy, I'm healthy, I'm fit. I have the energy for them when they're having their crazy moments. That is attainable for other people as well. Totally have that fizz, have that visualization. When I was in that office, I felt so far away from where I am now. I've gone beyond my dream. I feel like I've gone beyond that. I've broken down my barriers because I visualized and I wanted it hard enough and I wasn't afraid to work hard. I have that many conversations with business owners and with leaders who say things like, I think this is just me or oh, I think this is only me or specific to me who, who feels like this. Mm. And a lot of the time when they say those things, it's about their blockers to their own personal fizz. Mm. For me, as a mum and as a business owner, even when I didn't have a business as someone who had a full time job, prioritising the daily work for that vision, particularly when it comes to fitness and mm. self-care, can be quite challenging. In fact, I messaged Lucy about my membership. It was a few weeks ago now and said, you know, I was going to do a workout today and I decided in my own mind that I just didn't have time to do it. And my next thought was, perhaps this isn't going to be for me, this online fitness coaching membership. Maybe this isn't going to be right for me because I clearly don't have the time to prioritise it. I messaged Lucy with this big, long voice note because I actually realised in that moment, this was not about whether I had time for that fitness. It's only what? 20, 30 minutes? Yeah. I realised in that moment, this isn't about whether it's an online membership. This isn't about whether it's a physical gym that I'm a part of. This is actually about a barrier that I have got in my own mind, a limitation that I've got of not having time to prioritise that. Do you find that that comes up a lot for people? 
Huge. It's a huge thing. We're all so busy. Business owners, whatever life you lead, we will always find a barrier that we have to come up against. The biggest one is time. Living Lean with Lucy Online was created because my one-to-one clients, I knew that one hour a week wasn't going to be enough to get them where they wanted to be. The online classes were to bolster them. Oh, but Lucy, I don't have time. So we'd go through where they could find their time. And most of it was about guilt from being away from the kids. And that majority of my clientele are mums. They struggle with the time because it's attached to guilt that they are taking that time away from their kids. I leave my kids in my lounge and they watch TV while I go and do half an hour workout because I know they're going to benefit from a better version of me. And it is just about prioritising your own needs, sometimes before others. That's not a selfish thing to do because when we find that time for ourselves, everybody else will benefit from it. Not only do we feel a little bit happier, a little bit stronger, a little bit more confident, a clarity to our mind because we've had half an hour out of the chaos, but also our partners, our kids, our work colleagues benefit from a better version of ourselves because we've taken that self-care. But that also, I think, flicks over to rest. It doesn't always have to be about exercise. And I do try and keep that balance. Definitely. You have a, a journal that you've created. Where was that born from? Uh, that was born before I was qualified and I'd done that was something that I wanted to create because I could create it for people to use as a tool to help support a healthier and more balanced lifestyle. So basically it's a 12 week book. Uh, it's undated. Um, it's got my top tips for, it's called top tips for living lean, but it's not about being lean necessarily. Mm. It's about that overall wellness, about how to nourish your body, where to exercise, how to exercise, find things that you enjoy. Um, it's got goal setting and recording achievements, meal planning, because if we've got a plan, we've got something to follow and we're more likely to stick to it if it's in black and white in front of us a shopping list um it's about saving money you know it's very easy to go shopping but well, it's not easy to go shopping at the minute is it but go <laughs> go, go and shopping with a plan with a plan and a list because often if we go into the shops we'll just pick stuff up there's then yeah. food waste there's then money waste and I'm quite keen on bringing all that waste and extra spend down because we've had to we have to live by a budget you know yeah um, and so that's there. And then the day reflection pages are what's your goal for today? What are you going to do to move your body? It's not exercise. It's how are you going to move your body? Is that I'm going to walk the kids to school, but then I'm going to do a little loop around the block, whatever it is move and feel good because we benefit from it what have I achieved today so you've got your goal have you achieved it have you achieved something that's completely off your radar and you think oh blinking neck yeah I'm recording that that feels good but then also nutrition so what have I nourished my body with today everything goes in there breakfast lunch dinner snacks drinks booze I like a gin. I think we all know like I like yeah. a gin. Um, but then how do you feel? So at the bottom, how do you feel? So over time, people that use the book can see that when they nourish their body with the best things that they can, that not only make them feel good, but also enjoy. How does that make you feel? What happens if you don't put the best nourishment in your body? What happens if you don't achieve goals or move your body? Hydrate. There's a nice bottle that you can color in to make sure you stay hydrated so slowly you're creating habits based on how you feel and over time you feel your best because you see it working yeah what we can fall into the trap of doing sometimes particularly when we're busy 
think especially through lockdown as well is I should do that and I feel guilt for not doing it and I feel shame for the weight that I've put on I can share a personal experience here a long time ago eating was very very related to the way that I felt so Mm -hmm. if I was in an okay in inverted commas space I would treat my body quite well, you know, Mm. whereas if I was in a not okay space, I would treat my body really badly. And a lot of that felt uncontrollable. And a lot of that felt like it was sort of out of my hands. But I can definitely say that it impacted my ability in work, my productivity, my headspace, my relationships, my relationship with myself. I think that on a wider scale, a lot of people will be able to relate to how wellness and prioritizing their wellness fits in with their daily lives. And so I'm really, really interested to hear how do we do that, Lucy? What's the key? How do we prioritize things daily? For me to be able to come into everybody's singular life and wave a magic wand and go, oh, just do this. It's easy. All you have to do is find a bit of time. It's not easy. It's about being kind to yourself on that journey and just think about perhaps just one thing a day, one thing a day. I'm going to base this on a nutrition thing and flip it on its head slightly where somebody wants to overhaul their diet and be more mindful about what they're eating. I don't do meal plans because it wouldn't work. I'm not going to go here. This is what you used to eat. I'll have that off you. This is what I want you to eat because you will get results. And yes, they probably would get results. They'd probably feel great, but they're not going to adhere to it because it's such Mm. a radical change that it's not sustainable. So instead of saying, right, you're not to have that chocolate bar every day because that's X amount of calories and that's bad. I'm going to say have your chocolate bar because sometimes I need chocolate for my soul. (laughs) I will say, right, I just want you to get two extra portions of fruit or veg into your diet each day. That's all I want you to do. You are adding to, you're adding to your wellness, you're adding to your nutrition rather than taking something away. Because then I'm like, oh, I'll get a little bit extra. And slowly over time, you see the changes, you feel good. We benefit from that, but we also benefit from a chocolate bar every now and again. So Mm. I'm It's about balance and finding that time or that thing that you know that you can adhere to every day. So creating new habits, adding to, don't take away. Because it links into what you were saying earlier on about you've got to decide. You clearly decided, I can, I will, I deserve to feel good. Mm. And so if you wake up every day and you're asking yourself those questions, I suppose the habits are going to form around that decision if you wake up in the morning and think all right today i'm on a diet i can't have this i can't have that it's going to be a hard day because all you're going to think about is the things you can't have if you wake up that morning go i am a healthy fit positive person you automatically make better choices and you have set that tone for the day and you can apply that to pretty much anything right Nick yeah absolutely I do want to cover off your personal barriers because you are a ball of positive energy when I want to lift my vibe your page is somewhere that I will visit (laughs) I want to understand though because you're human and we all have our ebbs and flows and we all have our highs and our lows and you've been really honest with your own personal barriers 
years. So I think it's easy for us to say, you make the decision, you make the decision every day. I can and I will, and I deserve to feel a certain way. But on the days where, you know, we I wake up sometimes and I'm not feeling very positive. I'm waking up sometimes and I'm due on, or maybe I haven't had very much sleep or whatever it is that's happened. I'm really keen to hear how you work with those challenges for you. The whole hormonal thing is huge. That's probably when I'm at my worst. With anything, and this is something I've learned um, over the years, is to acknowledge it and verbalise what is on your mind because people aren't mind readers. People don't know why you're in a foul mood. My kids don't know why I'm in a foul mood. I have those moments too. I just don't share it on social media. I've done it before where I've compared myself to somebody else on social media. Think, oh God, they're like just perfect. But behind the scenes, you don't know what goes on behind closed doors. But I think it's really important. And this is something I've taught my, I'm trying to teach my children is I feel like this because I behave like this because I'm sorry that I spoke to you like that. I did it because, and they go, oh, all right, do you need some chocolate? <laughs> they're yeah. starting to have an empathy and an understanding that mommy's not happy all the time. And that allows them to know that it is okay. It allows my clients to know that it is okay mm-hmm. to have a bad day, but you have to pick yourself back up. And mm-hmm. I understand that for some people, it is hard to pick yourself back up and dust yourself off and keep on going. But that's my choice. That's my choice. Yeah. What we all know to be true is when we're in a bit of a crappy mood or hormones are getting the better of us or whatever, we all know that exercise will do us good. We all know that there's hormones involved that get released when we exercise and all that stuff. You're in a really unique scenario where your job is to share your exercise with other people. So it's sort of choiceless in that way. You have to share your, you know, your exercise routines. How does that impact your crap days when you know that you've got to do the exercise because that's what your job is? How does exercise impact low mood for you? It helps every time it helps because I suppose I haven't got a get get out of jail free card in the fact that I'm going to say I'm not coming to the gym today because like you say, I have to get up and do it. But also it's hard when I am tired and hormonal, bloated and all those lovely things that go with it. But I will tell my members I'm picking this up today because I'm regressing my workout because my body isn't up to it today because I'm due one. I'm going to prevent injury by lightening the load. You should also do the same if you are due one because and that is something that I would do teach. And um, as you know, we talk about those things as well as the nutrition into the luteal phase of your period. And I will moan through it. <laughs> but my clients know that I moan through it. As you know, Nick, you know, I'm like, oh, God, this is hard today. Or I'm taking the lower impact option. I get fatigued, too. I have injuries also, you know, just before um, half term, I twinge my back. I did my workout, but I did it without my weights. I'm still showing up, but I'm taking care of myself at the same time. Mm. So I think um, exercise is amazing, but in the right doses. Mm, yeah a hundred percent so we've talked exercise and nutrition and what I'm really really keen to talk about is you and your daily non-negotiables so what for you are your habits your routines your must-dos or even your must-not-dos to keep yourself as a business owner as a mom and as everything you are in check and on the straight and narrow 
I show up. I think I show up for myself. So when the alarm goes off, I'm up. I'm not a lie around in bed kind of girl. On a Saturday morning, I might, but you won't find me in there long. I've got to get up. I've got to do stuff. Keeping a tidy house is key for me. A tidy, clean house keeps my mind tidy. Once that's ticked off, I think that I've got a clear head to crack on. Keeping the fridge full of nourishing food. And when you say show up, you mean for you, right? Absolutely. And I think for a long time, I was worried about showing up for me would look like I was big headed or self-obsessed um I don't know where that thought came from whether it's something that I've grown up thinking or what but it's not selfish because you cannot pour from an empty cup if I don't show up for me nothing will work in my world because I have to show up for my children I have to show up for my husband and support in the way that he has to show up for me in support I have to show up to run a business to keep the roof over our heads and that that's just my world that's just our little pod and that is the most important thing to me so we know the important things to you (laughs) and one of those important things is having your own business tell me what do you love the most about owning your own business that I created it. It is so empowering and that everything that I pour energy into, I benefit from. Again, it's that it's selfish, but it's not selfish because I benefit from that. It then flows into everybody else. I will vibe off a gut instinct about many, many things. If my gut tells me it's wrong, I don't do it. And slowly working with brands now that I believe in that I would choose to do even if they hadn't approached me. Mm-hmm. And again, it's that I'm showing up for me mm-hmm. and that best version of me then flows out. Mm-hmm. That positive vibe, that positive energy. Because I think if I was running my own business and I didn't love it, it would show. Yeah. Wouldn't um, it? And knowing that it's mine, that it, I can grow it to as big or as little as, as I, I want it to. And that the mistakes that get made along the way are mine and that I can learn from those and will learn from those. Mm-hmm. You mentioned there following your gut instinct and following what feels right. Have you always been able to do that? Um, I've always been aware of that gut feeling. I don't necessarily think that I've always followed it and perhaps have then ended up in not situations that are bad, but places that I didn't particularly want to be or wasn't vibing off. Mm-hmm. Um, but the more I've tuned into it the more powerful I realize it is and again that is something that I love teaching my girls if something doesn't feel right in your tummy it probably isn't right that that feeling not an illness but a feeling and they now know what doesn't feel right that doesn't like come away from it then don't do it and um, I think that's really important for running your own business and being in tune with your core beliefs and what you know is right or wrong for you and that gut it's never it's never wrong it's never wrong it'll tell you whether you should be doing it or not (laughs) Mm -hmm. definitely I can totally relate to that because I think the hardest parts for me in running my own business is really getting quiet enough to tune into that voice getting quiet enough to tune into does this feel right how does this feel there's a lot of noise out there and there's also a lot of fear 
we can look a little bit further down the track and that vision of what that could look like is quite scary and therefore it doesn't allow us to connect to that Mm -hmm. gut instinct and that inside knowing that we all have it's all there you know it's connecting to that so Lucy we're gonna go straight into quick round questions are you ready I'm ready Lucy what is your favorite quote and why feel the fear but do it anyway which is exactly what we've just been talking about, right? Absolutely. Um, there are so many reasons and justifications and explanations that we can find in our own mind of why we're not ready to do something or why we shouldn't do something in case we fail. Yeah. The other one that I really like, I can't just have one quote, Nick, I'm afraid, but the other one is that I really love is if it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. Because if it's challenging your body, you are building. If it is challenging you mentally, emotionally, you will build on that always. I think we've all been in situations where we think, oh, somebody just make wave a magic wand. I want this to be over. Mm-hmm. Everybody's been in a situation like that, but you grow from it. And some people will have challenges thrust upon them. Sometimes mm-hmm. you will set challenges for yourself. I also like to challenge myself with fitness. I will set goals. I have goals to deadlift X amount of kgs or squat because I want to always do better for me. And that growth and strength and having something set as a goal, as a challenge, for me to tick that off, that makes me feel good. Yeah, totally. And a resource you're loving at the moment is... Uh, a book called Atomic Habits. You know, I'm dyslexic, so I'm a really slow reader. I started reading this back in the summer and I'm learning from it. It adds value to my life and how I take on my business, I guess, Mm. definitely. And another resource that I love is social media because without social media, I don't think my business would be where it is because that's how I reach all you amazing people. If you could go back to the beginning of being a business owner, what would you tell yourself? Feel the fear and do it anyway. (laughs) How would that have played out? What were you scared of at the beginning? Not being liked, honestly. Mm -hmm. I was scared that people would think that I was rubbish. And what you're here for, there's loads of people like you that do that. Why should we come and follow you? I'm a people pleaser deep down. I show up because I want people to feel good. And if I couldn't achieve that, or I was worried about not achieving that, I guess that I feel like I would have failed. Mm -hmm. Um, So my advice, yeah, feel the fear, do it anyway. Probably tell myself, don't compare yourself to other people because you are actually unique in your own right. And people come because you are you and not them. And to be yourself, because I suppose I've gone through phases over the years of trying to be someone else, uh, because I thought that's what other people wanted. It's exhausting. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's exhausting trying to be something for somebody. But actually, like we've said over and over and over already, is that you've got to show up for yourself and everything else flows. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. When your business is you and you are the service, it's a courageous act to consciously choose that I am going to show up as me. It can be quite polarising. Can't please everybody. And that that is one of the things I've had to learn and that, you know, not everybody wants to subscribe to what I do. That is Mm. absolutely fine. But I think learning that, that you're not everybody's cup of tea, can be quite a hard thing to learn. Yeah, for sure. I love that piece of advice. And lastly, thriving in life and business to you means balance in everything. 
it has to be balanced because otherwise you burn the candle at both ends. There's got to be yin to yang. It's got to ebb and flow. And if there isn't balance, then it's not sustainable. I have to rest. I exercise. I have to nourish my body, but also I have to have gin and cake. (laughs) I would be miserable and my poor kids and husband would suffer if I didn't balance it out. Balance is key in everything, in anything that you look at, anything that you do, there needs to be balance. Yeah, it's so refreshing to hear someone from your industry feel so passionate and talk so strongly about having balance in every sense. We began the podcast today talking about how important it is to have that balance in all different aspects of your life, to have the things that you really want, but also nourish yourself with the things that you know that you need to be the best version of you. And it's so lovely that we've ended on that note as well. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a long time coming and I'm so pleased to have been able to chat to you. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's been really lovely. And actually, I've learned stuff about myself as well. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast as much as I did. I've come away from today's conversation with Lucy inspired and motivated to assess my well-being and nutrition. And I'm sure you have too. So I'll leave all of Lucy's details in the show notes. I am loving hearing your feedback on the episode so far. So don't forget to click subscribe and keep tagging me with your key takeaways. Finally, if you'd like to stay updated with me and what I'm doing, I'll leave all the links to my social media accounts in the show notes or head over to TL b.org.uk. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you in the next episode.